Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We always appreciate Dr. Kendrachuk coming on the program with us. Dr. Kendrachuk, on the issue of emerging and re-emerging viruses, that sounds like COVID and the variants, which sounds like a rock group. <laughs> it's a good point. It's, <laughs> it doesn't... It's, uh... <laughs> You know, there are days when I I kind of look at my career choice and I think, you know, was there anything else I could have done that would have been less stressful? But yeah. Are we, we have the Delta variant now, and there's concern about what it is capable of, and we've seen what it's done in India. Uh, are we winning the battle with COVID and, and the variants, or are we trying to keep pace? Where are we in this? You know, I think we're, we're we're getting ahead now, right? And 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 certainly where where we were was this has been a, a long battle of attrition. Um, you know, we we won't see somebody you know a, a situation where we you know jump out way ahead, but we're we're getting there. And and by getting there, how do we interpret that? Yeah, it's so, you know, part of this is trying to understand where, where we sit right now in regards to our healthcare system. And, and I think ultimately what we're seeing is even with the, the Delta variant, which, you know, I think undoubtedly is, is far more transmissible than even the, the Alpha variant, B117, um, what we've been able to show is that we've been able to keep those high risk groups, uh, those, those people that were living in long term care facilities, those people that had underlying health complications. We've been able to keep them protected. So we've been able to reduce fatalities, but we ultimately know that we had a lot of people showing up in, in ICUs. Now we're getting broader vaccination. We're, we're still, I think, behind in our, in our second uh, doses. But with the Delta variant, you know, I think, again, we're, we're hopefully going to not see something as severe if a fourth wave does break out. But, but we certainly sit on that precipice right now of, you know, potentially seeing um, some, some concerning trends in, in different areas of the country. Okay. What about opening up society? Uh, when we last talked, you mentioned to us that you'd been in Saskatchewan, I think, for a year, back in Manitoba now, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you look at Manitoba, uh, Manitoba is still struggling with, uh, with the reemergence of the variant. How are we doing? How do you assess what's being done as far as reopening society is concerned on the provincial level, regional level, national level? Is it being done proper? Is it being done properly? Do you think? Well, I think that certainly we need to have some sort of a plan for how we get out of this, right? And and, and I think uh, not only you know having something that that looks somewhat concrete, but also gives people, I think, some reassurance that listen, there is some foresight. We all actually believe that we are going to get through this. Part of it, though, is also appreciating that the situation remains very fluid. So we, we have to look back at what the UK is doing. They've just delayed some of their reopening plans now because of Delta. We, we have to appreciate that, that we are still in the thick of this. So I think having a plan and having, having goals set out and having you know, at least some proposed dates and how this is going to look is important so people don't you know, kind of believe that you know, one day they're going to wake up and everything is going to be back to normal, that there is a, a progression of this. Um, but, but behind all this, we have to appreciate that you know, th- this, is, this is a plan, but it's not etched in stone. And the reason being is that the virus continues to surprise us. And that, that is unfortunately part and parcel of what viruses do and why they're so successful. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. I wanted to ask you whether there's some kind of template 
that gives us an idea of what COVID has done, what it's doing, and what it's most likely going to do going forward, but from what you just said, likely not. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? So it's certainly in the last 18 months, um, you know, as somebody who is kind of in the thick of virology, we've learned more about this virus than, than I think probably any other virus uh, in history in, in the same amount of time. And certainly even more than, than you know, viruses like Ebola that we've spent, you know, four decades researching. So we have an unbelievable wealth of information. We're getting a picture of what the blueprint looks like and what the instructions look like. So we're, we're starting to get to the point of being able to predict a little bit about what the virus is going to do next. But we also have to appreciate that nature is complex and viruses have been doing this for, for eons of time. So, you know, we, we can make some assumptions and some predictions, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those things are going to be, be an absolute. Um, to people who are vaccine hesitant still, and I don't know whether you heard me say, but I received my second jab earlier today. And I feel very good about having received that. I feel certainly more protected than I was with just the first one. But I've also been seeing emails from people telling me you're wrong. What you've just done is going to damage your health, Roy. You never should have done this. Uh, and my response is, it's my call for me, and I know I've done the right thing. What do you say to people who are still very, very concerned? What's the one thing they need to think about? You know, the, the one thing to me is when you, when you look at where we were, you know, say a, a year ago as compared to now, um, you know, when, when we look at the, the turning of the tide, in particular within, uh, you know, those groups that, that were being disproportionately hit by this virus, vaccines have saved an unbelievable number of lives in, in the span of, uh, you know, of, of less than a year since they've been, been, been licensed. To me, that is really where the power is, is that we're not only seeing people that, that are having lives saved, but we're seeing reductions in transmission. These are, are, are things that we could not have done um, without vaccines. And, and certainly this idea that, you know, younger people were, you know, somewhat refractory to severe disease and that they could have gotten natural immunity. Well, we know now from the, the second and third waves that as those younger people and those younger populations got infected, yeah. they got very sick. So vaccines, again, have, have come out as being, you know, one of the kind of amazing medical miracles right. that have really shifted the pandemic. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.